clicked off of this podcast because the way I just said shade. Thank you. I appreciate it. I've clicked off. Yeah. Bye, Jolene. <laughs> uh, so this is Laura. Hello, I'm Julie. Awesome. I'm so excited. Um, and we talk about uh, shady topics in history, uh, people being mean to each other, ancient rivalries, new rivalries, et cetera, and so forth. Uh, we like to say that we are not historians, uh, but we do love history. We also know that, especially in this 2019 environment, that history has a very biased point of view. So if we say something and you're like, that's not right, or maybe you should rethink some of that, send us an email. Let us know. Just know we're trying our best. We're trying. Uh, <laughs> we're trying our best. All right. So, Julie, are you ready for my shade this week? Uh, Yeah. Okay, I'm so excited. Um, it's super spooky because it's almost Halloween. Um, so I'm going to do the shade behind the Pendle witches. Do you know anything about know them? who they are? <gasps> okay, so you're in Boston, which means you know a little bit about witch trials. Um, but we're gonna get into. It. So some of my sources today, I'm not using Wikipedia. Um, cause I'm trying, I'm trying my best. Um, bbc.com, historypress.co.uk, spookyisles.com, and history.com. One day I'll read a book. I'm kidding. I do read books. Just, it's easier online. Um, all right. So before I talk about the official Pendle wishes, I went into like this crazy witch trials, like learning about them because I think we all know like the general like I know the Americanized point of view of like this is the only witch trial that happens the Salem one but then I knew in Europe a lot of other ones happen um so early witches uh were people who practiced witchcraft using magic spells and calling upon spirits for help or to bring about change um I really like that phrase, calling upon spirits for help or to bring about change, because I feel like I do that a lot where I'm like, oh, please, someone, somewhere, let this change. Um, so most witches were considered to be uh, just, if we look back on them um, through history, were actually just natural healers or so-called wise women um, whose choice of profession was just kind of misunderstood. So whenever we think about like the Barnes and Noble like section now that's like witches and witchcraft and the modern witch like it's mostly natural healing it's like aromatherapy and that sort of thing um I can confirm I work at a Barnes and Noble once a week yes yes that you're like what is this witchcraft book and it's like lavender to make you less stressed and you're like yep that works <laughs> so when witches came on to like the historical scene one of the earliest records is in the bible um so in the book of samuel uh which is in the new testament but was written between 931 bc and 721 bc um or sorry old testament uh tells the story of king saul who sought the witch of endor to summon the dead prophet samuel's spirit to help defeat the Philistines army. Um, so he found the witch and prophesied the death of Saul and his sons. So the witch was like, hey, if you go to war, like you're all gonna die. Uh, so <laughs> next day, according to the Bible, Saul's sons died in battle and then Saul committed suicide. 
Um, so from that point, they were like, no more witches. Um, other Old Testament verses that condemn witches, such as uh, Exodus 22.18, which is often cited, it states, thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Um, there are also additional biblical passages against uh, divination and chanting and that sort of thing. So the Bible has a few like snippets here and there that people can take out and, you know, manipulate and use against the rest of us. Weird. Um, <laughs> that doesn't happen in anything else. Um, so, and I just want to say that I feel like I'm very Christ-leaning. Just religious hypocrisy makes me so frustrated. So, yeah. Um, so witch hysteria, though, really took hold in Europe in the mid 1400s. So, so between the years of 1500 and 1660, up to 80,000 suspected witches were put to death in Europe. Around 80% of them were women. Um, just take from that what you will. Uh, so, and Germany had the highest witchcraft execution rate, um, and Ireland had the lowest. Well, they're what? <laughs> they're too busy going after women that had abortion. Well, we'll get into that. <laughs> um, so, um, one of the reasons for this, like witch hysteria, was the publication of. I will cite. Ju I will quote Julie by saying, "We're not pronunciation experts." Uh, the Malleus Maleficarum. Um, which was written by two German Dominicans in 1486. Um, they believe that this is the reason that witch mania went viral. And to translate, it's translated as the hammer of witches. So this book, it was made by German Dominicans, which they believe that's one of the reasons why Germany had like the highest rate, because they were like, yeah, this is our book. So the publication of this book, um, was uh, was quickly became the authority for Protestants and Catholics trying to flush out witches living among them. So more than a hundred years, uh, this book actually sold more copies in Europe than any other book except obviously the Bible. So it was the Bible, it was the hammer of witches, and then like utopia. Um, also, if you want, you could still get this book on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, you can get it on your Nook and your Kindle, and it also has its own website. So it's something people still read a lot today. So let me tell you a little bit about what's in. Do they read it ironically, or are they like, I need to find out how to flush out the witches and destroy them? Uh, I would say probably both. I would love to think that it's all ironically, but uh, you, you know what what the outside world is like, Julie. <laughs> Julie's making the saddest face right now. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. Um, so in this book, uh, the manual says that uh, witchcraft is mostly done among women. So the book uh, like is like, look for women, they're witches. Um, the manual bases the idea that uh, <laughs> This is going to make you so mad. Um, at least it made me mad. That the reason women are more likely to be witches is that the good and the evil in women 
both the good and evil tends to be extreme. So there's not just like a kind of good, kind of evil woman. It's either she's very good or she's very evil. So it has to be extreme. Um, also, many stories uh, show that women are more vain than men. They have a more tendency towards lying than men. They have a weak intellect. Um, and also they have a deeper lust than men. So all of this is a basis for witchcraft. And this is all in the book? This is all in the book. Um, also written by two men. Let's be reminded it was written by two men who swore off women for celibacy. Oh my so, gosh. I'm making shaky, angry faces. Yeah. So here we go. Midwives are especially singled out as wicked for their ability to prevent conception or terminate a pregnancy by deliberate miscarriage, which is what you were just talking about. Um, they also claim, claim that midwives tend to eat infants or will give the children to the <sighs> devil if they want to. <laughs> Um, and ironically, most of their evidence, even though they're German Dominicans, um, were written by pagan writers. So their evidence was uh, sources like Socrates, Cicero, and Homer. And then I wrote, check your sources, people. <laughs> <laughs> so a <laughs> way you could tell um, that someone is a witch um, is... This book gives you detailed directions. Thank you, because I'm wondering, like, who's a witch? Oh my gosh, we we should put on the gram the witch toast. <gasps> yes, 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 yes. Um, so the women were to be. Um, there were these marks of the body that women were. They were called devil marks and could be seen more easily if. Um, they shave the woman. So if you were expected of witchcraft, you'd be taken into a cell, you'd be shaved down, and then examined for these marks. These marks are what we think, you know, modern day moles are like, but they believe that they were like the, the extra, <laughs> the extra like nipples that the devil would suck on you. Welcome to the 1480s. Do freckles fall under this or like am i okay um i i mean i would probably cover them up i mean it's pretty it's just like devil marks i feel like they could be like anything's a devil mark if they really wanted to it's and the book is like just general enough that anyone could be a witch any woman could be a witch if there's a man it's like oh but he's a guy mm. um so confessing witchcraft so um, confessions were a central part of the process for investigating and suspecting witches. So, and it made a difference for the outcome of the accused. So a witch could only be executed by church authorities if she herself confessed, all right? But there's a lot happening there. So um, a witch who confessed, uh, who confessed quickly uh, was considered to be abandoned by the devil and those who kept a stubborn silence had the devil's protection. So if they were like, I'm not a witch, they're like, ah, the devil has her. Um, so they would torture them and torture, this is still in the book, this is still like, these are the ways to deal with witches. 
So if they still say that they're not a witch, they would be tortured because that was essentially an exorcism until they confessed. Um, if, so if they confess under torture though, <laughs> Uh, she, the, the witch must then also confess later while not being tortured for the confession to be valid. Uh, so I guess that's good. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so if the accused continue to deny being a witch, even with torture, so like either she was tortured and still was like, I'm still not a witch, or she was tortured, said, I'm a witch, and then they stopped torturing her, and then she says, I take it back. Um, the church could not execute her. So she'd be safe from this church executing her. However, they could turn her over after a year to secular authorities. Um, oh, jeez. Who, just... who did not have the same limitations. There's no way of winning. No. No. No, no, no. Um, so... Let's jump to, so that's the book. It's like, it creates this fever. Everyone's like, witch, 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 witch. Which witch? Which witch, witch, witch is a witch? Which Are you a good witch or a bad witch? Um, so we're going to jump to England in 1612. So this time in England, um, the paranoia, the paranoia was everywhere. James I is on the throne and he's living in the fear of the Catholic rebellion. Um, it, Cause it's the big, like, Catholics, Catholics, Protestants at time. Um, you know, my man Martin Luther is like doing his thing. Um, so the king had a reputation, James I, as an avid witch hunter, and he actually wrote a book called Demonology. Look it up. Also available on your Kindle, Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com, if ye be interested. <laughs> So the king um, created these uh, laws that each justice of the peace in Lancashire, Lancashire, am I saying that right? Um, at the beginning of the year in 1612, were instructed to compile a list of all of those who refused to attend church or take communion. Because he suspected if you didn't go to church and you didn't take communion, you were a witch. So he told everyone in 1612, all the lawmakers, like, I need a list of people who aren't going to church. Um, separative, so we think about like separation of church and state and why it's so important. This is one of the reasons. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Julie is very concerned. What? <laughs> what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? No, it's just like, I mean, just, the hypocrisy, but also just how it's so easy if someone didn't like a woman to be like, throw her under the bus and like literally destroy her life. And here we go to the shades. <laughs> oh God, we're not even at the shade yet. We're just no. in just the sadness yeah, of history. Yeah, these are history. just the setups of history. So... In 1612, 11 people in Pendle Hill, uh, which is in Lancashire, uh, soon became on trial for witchcraft. So six of these 11 witches that were on trial came from two rival families, um, the Demdeke family and the Chaddix family. So both of these families were headed by old 
poverty-stricken widows that used, um, that were kind of known for being witches, like they were natural healers. So that's how they, both of these families made their money. So um, Elizabeth Southerns, uh, her like fanciful name was Old Demdicky, and Anne Whittle was Mother Chaddix. So these are like the two wise women of Pendle Hill. They were the midwives, they were the natural healers. So both of them come on trial for being um, witches because they're part of the two rival families. So Elizabeth Southerns, Old Demdicky, um, she had been known for as a witch for 50 years, and it wasn't necessarily a big deal in this area because it was a pretty lawless area until James I was like, get all the witches. Um, it was a pretty, until this time, an accepted part of village life in the 16th century. So they were healers, um, all that. So the two rival families were both making money at the time on witchcraft um, for that. So the whole thing starts to be, it starts to roll really crazily when Elizabeth Southern, so the like matriarch of that one family, uh, she has a daughter named Elizabeth Device, and then, uh, or Devis, depends. Uh, and Elizabeth Devis has several kids. One of them is named Allison. And then she also has a kid named Jeanette, who we'll get to. So on March 21st, 1612, so in this hotbed of like witches. Hotbed. 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 Um, Allison Devis, who is the granddaughter of this like witch matriarch, was um, traveling down a road and she was encountered with this peddler. And the peddler, she asked the peddler for some pins. So um, like metal pins. And the peddler says, I don't, and it's very unclear if like she was begging for them or she was trying to actually get the money, like give him money for them. But metal pins were used as a sign or like a big thing of witchcraft. I don't know if it was like voodoo, like voodoo-ish or whatever, but if you wanted metal pins, it was going to be used for witchcraft is the thought. Um, or acupuncture, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but so this peddler, his name is John Law, was like, I'm not, I don't sell those, I'm not doing it. And they've had a pretty heated interaction. Um, and his son was there as well. So as he was leaving, Allison then curses him for not giving her any pins. Um, so she, she cursed him and they went their two separate ways. A few moments later, John Law stumbles, falls over, and dies instantly. So his son says, she's a witch, she's a witch. Now Allison, who grew up in this like family of witches, actually does think that she killed him. Uh, modern medicine believes that he had a stroke. Um, just saying. Um, but she actually felt immense guilt and actually was like turned over to the authorities right away and didn't really complain about it. Um, upon further questioning of Allison, she then accuses her grandmother of teaching her the ways. So her grandmother gets brought in, but then accuses the members of the Chaddix family, that rival family, of also being witches. So they believe the accusation on the Chaddix family was an act of revenge. So she, they're like, who taught you how to be a witch? She says, my grandmother, bring her in. So after her grandmother gets brought in, she calls out the members of the other family. 
so it's just very much like every everyone is just like, well, if I'm going down, I'm taking it all with me. I'm bring, everybody's bringing everybody down with them. Yeah. So she brings them down, except like her mother's fine, that sort of thing. So the story would have ended there. It would have been the grandmother, her, that other family. Um, if it had not been for a meeting held at the family's, Allison's family's tower um, by James Devis, which was Allison's brother. Sorry, um, their tower? Yes, it says the Malkin Tower. So they were poor, but they had a tower. I don't know. Okay. All right, yeah. Um, that he had a meeting. They believe it's because a neighbor stole a sheep with a whole bunch of people. Um, and they were talking, 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 and left. And it was right around the Sabbath. And then somehow a judge finds out that they had this giant meeting and thinks that it's a witch meeting. And so he goes to investigate. In the tower, they find a wax doll with sticks, like, stuck in it. So they think, oh my gosh, this is witchcraft. Now, it could have been a poor family making, like, it reminds me, if you've seen Toy Story 4, it reminds me of, like, it could have just been a forky, where it was, like, a little girl going, like, I made a doll. A forky? Have you seen, have you seen the movie? No. Oh my gosh. So Toy Story 4. Sidebar. Toy Story 4, the main little girl goes to preschool or kindergarten for the first time and she's feeling sad because she can't take any toys. So she makes a toy out of an old fork um, and like some googly eyes and uh, oh my gosh, you have to watch Toy Story 4. Oh, that's really And like, uh, but then he becomes a sentient being and he's like, I'm trash. I'm not a toy. Like, I'm trash. Oh, God. Yeah. I, it's, I was like, I get it. Porky. We're going to take a break from recording this episode so Julie can go watch Toy, Toy Story, Story 2. Four. Four. And Jeez, two. What was I thinking? When somebody loved me. That's Toy Story 2 if you just want to cry your eyes out. Um, so they found this, like, wax doll. So they're like, ah, witches! Which I really think is just, I mean, it could have been witchcraft. I don't know. But I also think that there were a lot of kids. And there's probably a kid making something weird. Yeah. So, as a result, a further eight people were summoned for questioning and then trial. Along these people are Elizabeth Devis, James Devis, so the mom, the brother of the girl who's already in there, Alice Nutter, Catherine Hewitt, John Bullcock, Jane Bullcock, Alice Gray, and Jeanette Preston. So Jeanette Preston was a woman who actually lived across the border in Yorkshire. So she was then sent to York for her trial and was found guilty of witchcraft and hanged a month later. So they went like through it. Um, all because this guy died. Yes, all because this guy had a stroke. <laughs> like he had a stroke. Um, so we're going to go to Lancaster Prison, where they're all being held. And the trials were held at Lancaster between 17th and 19th of August, 1612. I just want to say my birthday is August 17th, and I got really like, <laughs> my birthday was what which trials happened? Um, <laughs> and that means I need to talk to my therapist about that happiness that happened. I mean, um, at this point in history, yeah, at any given point, a woman True. was being held inappropriately for witch class witchcraft on any day <laughs> that would be like a whole year of our instagram is like on this day in history <laughs> a woman died from being accused of being a witch 
Oh yeah, by the way, follow our Instagram for On This Day in Histories daily. Dang. Sometimes we miss them. That's just because Julie forgets to schedule one. That's okay. We forgive her. Unless she's a witch. Um, so old. <laughs> she's a witch. Oh, she's a witch. Um, so old uh, Demdeke, the grandmother of the one family, uh, actually never reaches trial because she develops what is called uh, trial fever, or not trial fever, uh, jail fever, which um, is, you know, like there's this dark, dank dungeon. There are too many people in prison. They also think that the, uh, there is no uh, good sewer system. So who knows what jail fever actually is, but it would not be the way that I would want to go. Um, and a lot of people died of it back then. So there's this family, there are these two families being put on trial. Who's going to testify against them? Well, they get a nine-year-old named Janet Devis uh, as the key supplier of evidence for the Pendle Witch Trials. So Janet is the granddaughter of old uh, Demdeke, the sister of Allison, the woman who put the curse, the sister of James, the one who had the meeting, and the, sis uh, the daughter of... Um, Elizabeth. So she's the witness. She's the witness, nine years old. So Janet, here's the actual shade, fun fact. So Janet never knew her father. And so she grew up being told she was the bastard daughter of the house um, and that she was cursed. She felt very different and very isolated from everyone else in her family. So everyone else in her family, they're like, Janet, you suck. Like she was that little sister. So when Janet appeared in, her, in the courtroom, her mother started screaming at her until her mother was forced to be removed from the room so that the evidence could be heard. Because her mother knew that whatever Janet said, because she thought she was kind of an evil child, knew, like, she knew that it was going to condemn her to witchcraft. Like, she knew. Oh um, so... Yeah, so this is Janet's testimony, nine years old. Also, her family's kind of mean to her. My mother is a witch, and I know that to be true. I have seen her spirit in the likeness of a brown dog, which she called Ball. The dog did ask what she would have him do, and she answered that she would have him help her to kill. At 12 noon, about 20 people came to our house. My mother told me they were all witches. <laughs> so she names six people whose names she knew and her mother and her brother and her sister. Um, James, the brother, also denounced his mother saying like, you know, she's, she's, a, she's a witch. But Janet then turned on her own brother and said that he had been a witch for three years. And that she had seen his spirit kill three people. And how old is the brother? Uh, I think he's like 14. And at this point, everyone else in their family is on trial. Yeah, except for Janet, who's nine years old. And throwing everyone under the bus. Does she think she's just going to get the house to herself now? Well, so because of that, everyone in her family is executed except for her. And she disappears from the history books until 
March 24th, 1634. When a Jeanette Davis, um, we're not completely sure if it's the same one. Well, we have a theory. Uh, the history books have a theory. Um, became one of 20 women tried at Lancaster for the crime of witchcraft. So 20 years later, we are still, we still haven't learned anything. Yes. And according to James the first, this was the first child witness. And James the first was like, for witchcraft, it's okay. So Janet was a precedent. So Janet device 20 years later is now on trial for witchcraft and accused of the murder of a woman by a 10 year old boy named Edmund Robinson. So if Janet hadn't been a key witness, in theory, the key witness in her trial would have no viability. But because 20 years before she had testified, they believe that he was still a key witness for her trial. So through, um, so the kid's like, she's a witch. Though Robinson later admitted that he fabricated all of his evidence. Oh, for 20, yeah, and the 20 were not executed. So thank goodness he said it when he did, because he was like, oh, I, I actually lied about all of it. Really? Really, child? Really? Okay. Uh, so the 20 weren't executed. So, um, but, so they were like, you know, you're free, but you, there was a law then that you actually could not be released from prison unless someone came to get you. Uh, Janet Davis had no one because she killed off everyone in her family. So it is thought that she spent the end of her days the same way her grandmother did and died in Lancaster Castle despite being pardoned. So there is no official record of Janet's death, but according to um, a record from August 22nd, 1636, so two years after the trial, she was still incarcerated. So they think that no one came to get her and she died in the prison because she had no one left because she killed them off years before. They, uh. And because of, my last thing, and because of Janet Davis, the children that were used as the key witnesses in the Salem witch trials were considered viable. She was the precedent. Because she was such a good witness. Like, because she, like, gave them up and because she knew all this stuff about them. Mm. So the nine-year-old and the 11-year-old that were the main witnesses, quote-unquote, in the Salem witch trials were seen as viable because of her. Oh, it's so, it's so hard because it's like, I want to be like, bitch, but also she was nine years old and had clearly been the victim of abuse. If like all day, everyone was saying you're a terrible person and and this, that, and the other. So, you know, there, there is an element of like, was her, um, like, was her talk at the trial, was like, was that coach? Was she told what to say? Like, this, that, and the other. But, man. Well, and we even look at, like, trials today and confessions today and, like, forced confessions and stuff like that. So you look at that. You also look at, like, 
the family did say that they were witches. Like they did say that they were, you know, cause even the sister was like, I killed him. I killed him. I killed him. Even though, you know, looking back, it was a stroke, but the sister did believe it and admitted yeah. that she, she did. So there is an, an element of like, her, like this young girl being like, they all said they're witches. <laughs> um, and then there is an element of like, her family sucked. So this would have been a way to get rid of them. There also could have been some form of like extreme abuse. We don't know that where she was like, please like help me get me out of this. Um, yeah. History looks at her in a very, very, cause it is truly like she did kill 11 people. Like it is like she was the key witness. Um, but I think it's like I that she was like that she did not know that that was a gravity. I think she she could have also been like I just need away from these people. Yeah. I mean it's like little kids when you're like upset and you're like, "Man, you tell a lie about someone." Yeah. I I think about like situations like this and just even just watching contemporary shows. Yeah. From, you know, like 10 years ago. Um like I watching I rewatched Veronica Mars in uh-huh. in preparation for watching the newest season and i i couldn't believe how how many people in that series if they were just going to therapy like oh, so yeah. so many subplots are a result of the the things that they're dealing with from their friend dying and you know logan's father was abusive veronica Ma- mother left like so much of it is geez if this were 10 years later and these people just had therapy, like these plots wouldn't have happened. But you know, it's the same way with this where like we look at it. So I guess it's like, on the one hand, it's like, well, we have, we have improved. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Well, and yeah. Yeah. And it's just also like, what did they, like, what did they know of modern medicine and what, you know, the circumstances would be like, I curse you. And then they fall down dead. Like, even though I do believe in strokes in modern medicine, I'd be like, but wait, did I do that? (laughs) So yeah. Crazy. It's just crazy. So yeah, that's my shade. That's perfect for Halloween. I know. Spooky, scary. All right, Julie, you got some future light. Yes, it's like <laughs> it's like potential oh. future light. It's so oh. silly, but I love it. Um, we found out that Hallmark is doing a Christmas convention. Nice, and it's like a five-hour drive from here, but yeah. it's in like Einstein, New Jersey, and it's a Christmas convention. So it's it's one of those things where the this would be a weekend getaway that doesn't break the bank. Yeah. And also, how many times in your life can you say you went to a Christmas con? I mean, I, w- I would love to go. It's a weekend I can't go. Otherwise, I'd totally go with you. Yeah. <sighs> Next year. Next year. Right? Yeah. Next year, we'll, we'll, we'll run it. No. Yeah. Just kidding. We'll, d- we'll have a panel. We'll have a panel. Um, oh, my gosh. I do have an idea for a Christmas con panel. We'll talk. We'll talk. Um, <laughs> My future light is I got a personal trainer and it's yes. yours. We have the same oh. one. Oh, yes. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, let's let's just have a moment where we just glow about Elizabeth Stacy Ellis. Yes. So that's yeah. So that's my trainer. Um, I've been doing speaking of therapy like this whole year, or like year and a half. I want to say like I've been really trying to get my emotional stuff together. Like I started. Um, you know, I moved, I, I got rid of a lot of toxic relationships. I started going, I made the cut. Yeah. I made the cut. Um, I started going on antidepressants, which I would love to talk about if anybody ever wants to, cause it was like something that I really needed to do. And I always felt like it made me weak and it, you know, it's made me a billion times stronger now that I've done it. So, um, but I was like, okay, now we're gonna like, I started working on my brain. Now I need to work on my body. Um, and I always wanted to have a girl personal trainer too. Cause I, yeah, I love her. So I'm excited to see how that yeah. goes. Uh, she's fantastic. I, I work with her a lot for nutrition coaching, mm-hmm. um, because that's sort of where I fall. Um, mm-hmm. because I'm very much like an emotional stress eater. And so it's, it's been a lot of like retraining my, like training myself to like, like how I should be eating and what's best for myself. Um, nobody really wants to think about it, but like the older you get, you can't have pizza at 11 o'clock at night. And it is one of the saddest things about getting older. (laughs) And it's not even just like, if I have this pizza, it's a lot of calories and I'm going to gain weight. It's, If I have, right. If I have this pizza (laughs) at 11 o'clock, I will wake up at 6am with a really bad stomach ache and it sucks. Yeah. So get your 11 o'clock pizza in while you can and while you're young. If you're 22 and you're not having pizza at 11 o'clock or Taco Bell, man, a good two in the morning Taco Bell when I was in college. Do it now. Do it now. You literally won't be able to at some point. Your body will reject it and you. <laughs> I had muscles last night at like 11 and I was like, ooh, am I, am I being risky? <laughs> With my muscles and my toast? Ooh. <laughs> In general, it feels a little risky for me anytime I have seafood at a restaurant. Mm. But that doesn't ever stop me. No. Ugh. On that beautiful seat. <laughs> We're 30. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye, y'all. underscore shade or Facebook at historical shade. We don't have a Twitter.